0: Everybody, hope you're having a good day. Uh, we had Steve Guy on the podcast today, it was fun. If you don't know who Steve Guy is, he uh, runs the Cleveland Comedy Festival, uh, which is affiliated with the Rubber City Comedy Festival. So, he's one of the members of the Rubber City Comedy Festival committee. Uh, he's doing a lot of work for that with Kyle and Josh and all the people we've had on that you've listened to in the past couple of weeks. Um, And he does a lot of stuff for the Cleveland Comedy Scene under the name of the Cleveland Comedy Festival. We're even working with him for the uh, Stadium Laughs show now. Um, So that'll be the Cleveland Comedy Festival Presents Stadium Laughs. Um, And we talked about that. We talked about wrestling because Steve is also a ring announcer for AIW, which I have heard of, but I didn't really know. What exactly it was until uh, we talked to Steve and he kind of explained, uh, you know, where they're based out of, what, like how regional they are and all that stuff. Um, And we talked about wrestling for a little bit because he's a big wrestling fan. I used to be a big wrestling fan when I was a kid, so I could talk about that a little bit. Um, I don't know any of the newer guys, really, but it was a fun talk. I have fun talking about that stuff. A lot of comedy. A lot of comedians are wrestling nerds, and Steve's no exception. Uh, we talked about how he started out doing comedy as a character. That was something I didn't know um, until we talked about it. And then uh, we got into some news. We got into Rodney Dangerfield, but we didn't play one of his clips. So we've because ar- we've already played a bunch of Rodney. Uh, we just played one of his back and forth with Johnny Carson on the Tonight Show, and then we talked about him a little bit. Uh, But great episode. Hope you guys enjoy it. Get your tickets for the Rubber City Comedy Festival. Um, I'll be on the shows Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Um, I posted my schedule. It's pinned on my Facebook page. You can check that out. Um, They have a festival pass for $60 get you into all the shows. Uh, If you're a comic, they're not going to charge you to come out and watch the shows. Just come hang out. You might even be able to get on one. Um, Just come hang out. It's a great time. Um, if you want to hang and you don't know Kyle or any of them, just hit me up and, uh, ask me what's going on and I'll let you in on whatever's happening that week. So comics come hang out. It's going to be a great time. Hope to see you there. Rubber city comedy festival, May 4th through the 8th. I hope I didn't bug up that date. I'm pretty sure it's May 4th through the 8th. Have a great week, everybody.
1: So I said, man I don't want to talk to you I don't even want to see you until I get my laptop back. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I don't really know how to start because we've uh, already did a podcast today, so it kind of feels awkward to ask Brandon how he's doing. I was just going gonna to start. pretend it's been a week. How and you doing, since... Brandon? Oh, it's it's been a crazy week. <laughs>
1: did, did Not All Saints and had some other shows go on that yeah. definitely
0: already happened, but I'm still going to advertise them anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, uh, we just got done talking to Marv Conner and we have... Now we have Steve Guy in. We're doing the Rubber City Festival committee kind of thing. Are you, are you sure. actually on the committee or are you? I am. So, Rubber City is. An affiliate. Yeah, it's kind of like a <laughs>
2: subsidiary of Cleveland Comedy Festival. And I oversee the whole big spectrum of things. Right. Um, but there's so much going on and so much that we do throughout the year on top of the Cleveland Comedy Festival itself, that with Rubber City, it's easier to just be like, you know, Kyle's in charge. I mean, this is his, his baby and, and thing that he wanted to run with. I was like, cool, go for it. And, um, like, I'm here in terms of support, advice, um, if we need to throw a few dollars from the Cleveland fund into it, or, you know, yeah. vice versa, however, you know, let just managing things in general. But, uh, um, you know, come to me with questions or recommendations and, and keep me going. But for the most
0: part, I'm like, nah, man,
2: just have a, have a separate
0: thing. Right, yeah. It's cool. So how long have you been running the Cleveland Comedy Festival?
2: I've been running the Cleveland Festival... Man, great question. This is like... 2017? Okay. Maybe 2017? Yeah, something like 2016, 2017. Um, I was running with John Wellington. Who was the last of the founders that was still doing it? And then he stepped away in 2019 at the end as we ran that festival. Okay. Which is great. Hey, man, here's the festival. Uh, The world's going to shut down. (laughs) (laughs) Good good luck. Have Uh, at it, buddy. (laughs) But uh, I've been working in some capacity and helping out with the festival um, since like 2010, 2011.
0: Okay. Yeah, and uh, the twenty nineteen. Did you guys do one in twenty nineteen? Twenty nineteen, we did. Yeah. Okay, and then twenty twenty was the one you just did, like the thing of hilarities, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
2: Twenty twenty hilarities uh, bailed us out we good. I, I have a good relationship with Sam there. Yeah. Um. So it's you know he he came to our aid when we really needed to, and it worked out for him too because he wanted to bring some people in to get a really good look at and yeah. feel for. So we kind of you know, got creative with it. and were like, okay, well, who do you want to bring in, this is an opportunity. We can bring in all these people. Right. At one time call it a festival. I can still have a festival. and We continued it on and, and, uh, and you know, he can knock out what he needs to knock out. So it worked out good. But yeah. It know. was, fun. I went to a
0: couple of those shows too. It was a fun time.
2: Um, and it was our 13th one. So I was like, Oh, perfect. Let's, let's get the unlucky
0: number out of the way. <laughs> yeah, the yeah, whole yeah.
2: world has gone to shit anyway. You know. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Yeah, and then, and then uh, the, uh, was it was it 2022 or 2021, the last one? 21. 21. At the Odeon. It's been, we're, it's, we're in 2022 right I'm now. I'm so messed up <laughs> with time. Like, I couldn't remember if it was after the first of the year or before the first of the year. Oh, this guy time uh, warps One it was, week, it throws him yeah. off. It's in traditionally
2: time. in November.
0: Okay, okay. Uh, and, and it was, yeah. so it was November uh, 2021, and we were at the Odeon. And it was a great time. That, so much fun, man. That side room at the Odeon is just incredible. I mean, they started doing the roast battles there now, and it is—it yeah. is awesome. So that's
2: our—that's um, our setup now. We we already have the date locked in for cool. uh, this November, and we'll be back at the Odeon doing shows. We're working on the lineup in terms of headliners,
0: uh, and we're going to do submissions again starting in May. Um, yeah, but we're—it's fun. Yeah, they got the they got the bar up and running now, so I can't can't sit on the bar like I was like yeah. <laughs> for the best Don't sit on the bar this time. Uh, it, it was great additional seating. <laughs> yeah. uh, so w- when did you start doing comedy? Uh, I started doing comedy in, I don't know, good question. 2009? <laughs> 2009,
2: 2009 or 10. Okay. I started doing comedy. Um, but that, you know, honestly that was like I did my first couple sets right, and um, I did some stuff, and then I really did no comedy for like six months because I realized, hey man, this is hard, and you gotta write. Yeah. And I and I was not writing uh, at the time, so uh, I stopped doing it. Yeah, it was two thousand nine. Literally, like January two thousand nine was the first time I did comedy, and it was at Bogies, which if you're familiar here, like they run a comedy club at a hotel now. Yeah. But years ago, Jay Bach and Kirk Bogus had an actual like club club in Willoughby. Okay. And they had a bar, it was their own space, uh and it was cool and they had an amateur night there. And so that's where I, I first did comedy and was out there. Uh then, you know, did funny stop once or twice and Yeah. And I was like, man, I gotta I gotta write more here and, and, and try to get funny. Then I came back after like six, seven months and I did a character for a while what was the character (laughs) like a whole year yeah what was this character so I went to I went to Miami Ohio for school yeah a lot of rich preppy douchebag people there yeah and so this character I would wear uh, aviator sunglasses I'd faux hawk my hair and I wore two polos on top of each other with the collars popped (laughs) and the top one was always pink (laughs) and I had like the forearm bands going and stuff too yeah and I would just I would just be a, a pompous, like, douchebag. <laughs>
3: <And> <laughs> Did it go well? Jokes.
2: It went so well that I had to stop doing it because people didn't know that it was a character. Like oh. They they weren't sure because I was still really new on the scene, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, like, A, it didn't go well with, like, so there's this uh, lady. I don't know if she's passed away or not. I know she's definitely retired, but she's, her moniker was a grandma from hell. And she used to get booked all the time with the funny stuff she had headline. <laughs> so I had a host for her one weekend. And this is a NASCAR centric crowd. Oh, so they did not understand what I was doing yeah. at all. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just clueless and hated me. So, <laughs> which is great. If this was like pro wrestling, which I love. And I was like, I can't, I can't do this anymore. I can't do it. If I'm going to try to MC somewhere, this is something that works. If like the show is about me. Right. Yeah. Uh, but not when it's about everybody else. And then, um, like I would hang out with comics as I am now, like just dressed, you know, like this casual and I'd go to shows that I wasn't on and hang out. And there were generally people who thought that I was two different people. <laughs> like, That's funny. Like, there was one guy who was like, Oh my God, you're, you're Steve guy, Steve guy. I was like, what are you talking about? Dude? Like, yeah, we've hung out a bunch of times. Like, what do you mean? Yeah. He's like, no, no, but you're pop polo collar. Steve guys. Like, did you just think that there were two Steve guys like yeah, yeah. hanging out? I'm yeah. like, also, you've never seen me do stand up as this, so like <laughs> right, yeah. You, Have you seen Steve Guy and Steve Guy at the same place at the same right. time? And you, you get you got to question the fact that like you've never seen me then perform stand up. Like you just thought right. I was a guy hanging out with all the comics and it was cool. Like, <laughs>
0: So I was like, yeah, maybe I need to stop doing this. <laughs> That's funny. So you were fully committed. Like your, oh, whole, uh, yeah. like your whole act was... But I, one, I wouldn't was...
2: talk to people like I was a douche afterwards. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> no. I didn't stay in character. <laughs> but it was funny because people didn't know. Like when I was on stage, I was fully committed. But then I'd come off stage, I'd be nice and try yeah. to talk to people. But people still thought that I was that guy that was on stage. So people were kind of like, people were kind of not nice. Yeah. Like they did not want to talk to me (laughs) because they thought that I was like this preppy guy or maybe I was going to bully them or something. I don't know. Yeah. And and so people just kind of like gave me dirty looks like, why are you even trying to talk to me? Like they were uncomfortable. And I was like, well, this is... I can't. I can't continue this. Obviously. Yeah, that's funny.
1: I can't imagine trying to host in in a character that that has got to be insanely difficult
2: to do. It's tough, but um, <laughs> as again, as as someone who grew up loving pro wrestling, uh, and and I when I initially started comedy, I really wanted to turn it into more than just stand up. For me, it was supposed to be like a vehicle to do all this other entertainment stuff, right? Yeah, and so. I thought, well, I could still do this character, right? I mean, Larry the Cable Guy, right? That's yeah, yeah. At this point, I'm not spoiling anything. It's well, my keys. He's, <laughs> he's a character, yeah, and he's able to do it. But you know that that character resonates a little bit easier, I suppose. People love making fun of a white trash redneck guy.
1: I can't imagine just seeing Larry the Cable Guy there, though. It just Chilling in like a normal outfit. Like, what if he's wearing like a suit or something like that? And you're like, oh my god, you're you're like Larry the Cable Guy. Like, it's, it's it's Lawrence.
0: <laughs> it's weird, man. It, <laughs> it, uh, when uh, Mark Marin was interviewing Jeff Foxworthy a couple weeks ago, uh, Jeff Foxworthy was like referring to him by his real name, and it was it was throwing me off every time. Like, it was so weird. <laughs> it's I mean, it was definitely it's off. Like that was you know that was the
2: experience, and I was like, all right, I can break down and not be this character, but then I've already ruined the character. Right. If I'm not going to be committed and do it every time I go up there.
3: Yeah, And yeah. so
2: they're definitely, like, I wouldn't call them bombs. In theory, I was bombing because the audience wasn't, you know, they weren't laughing. But yeah. that character for that audience, that reaction made sense. So in a weird way, the character was successful.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> but yeah. It, but the whole premise of comedy, getting people to laugh, was not. Like I was dying in the inside. <laughs> you were like, a healer outside. Like, yeah. I'm like, this yeah. is hilarious. This is great. These people have no idea what I'm talking about. You know, like I would try to use the most popular slang terms and yeah. everything that whatever was gonna... whatever was going right then and and uh in the world of pop culture lexicon and people were just like, What the how is this, what did you even talking about? They were was, like, "We
0: hate this guy," and you were like, oh, yeah. "Good, that's what I designed it for." <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so when when did you get into like you did comedy for how long before you got into anything else like the you do like you do like broadcasting shit for wrestling right? Uh, I ring
2: announce for pro wrestling. Okay. And sometimes I'll do commentary. Um, I do like video packages and stuff for promote. So I do a bunch cool. of things. Um, that was in twenty fifteen school comedy for like five years five six years something like that at that point and um that was i was doing a podcast at the time actually uh with a guy that i ended up not i don't use the word hate a lot but
3: you know, <laughs> <laughs> that's,
2: that's one person where occasionally i will throw it out um and he's just not a, a good person and is on the run and nobody has seen him for years so
0: Oh, um, I think I've heard stories of this guy. Yeah. <laughs> what <the
2: hell?
0: laughs> he swindled a lot of people out of money. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's,
1: that would explain that.
0: <laughs> yeah. And
2: so. Sounds like he was the heel. He was, yeah. <laughs> well, we were doing this podcast, and uh, through another friend of mine that was on, uh, used to be on the news in Cleveland, and he moved away, but I started going to this wrestling promotion AIW, we're bringing out now, and um, I would go there with him, and then I used that friendship plus this guy that was on the podcast with at one point wrote for like cleveland.com okay and he used kind of like his media background and i said hey uh can we interview some of the wrestlers or whatever so we go to shows we interview them and the owner john thorne knew that i did stand up and uh and i know i had no problem talking in front of people or whatever and i had actually begun working with there's a wrestling school and so prior to ring announcing I'd started going to the wrestling school and I was working with students on promos, just talking in front of people, right? You know, character work. Um, so I had already been doing that. And then their re-announcer got in a car accident one day coming from like Jersey or something, uh, wrecked his car. So the wrestlers got no a rental car, that were riding with them. They came, he was not going to make it cause he had to deal with all right. the shit or whatever. Everybody fine physically. And, like hey could you you know could you ring an ounce and i was like yeah dude no problem let me go run up the street real quick throw on a suit and come yeah back and i had like 40 minutes notice <laughs> and so i had to run home go change come right back and i was wearing a hat too right so i'm like man i don't have time to like make my hair I don't have time to make yeah. anything look decent right i looked like a weirdo and <laughs> I couldn't get anybody's information in terms of stuff. All I had was the run sheet of the show. And so it was, it was a very, uh, stressful, fun experience. Uh, but you know, I've been doing that ever, ever since then. That was like December of 2015. And then just become more involved and yeah, get to help out behind the scenes with all sorts of things with that.
0: And is that like AIW is like a regional thing or is it? Yeah. So we're in Cleveland.
2: It's a independent wrestling promotion. Um, it's we're really only based. We're based in Cleveland. We don't go to shows. We do shows in Akron. Um, we may expand a little bit, but mostly just Ohio. Uh, not trying to be anything. Yeah, do you huge, draw good huge. crowds, and oh yeah. Okay. So pre pandemic, it's not just right high Clack sitting. Correct. <laughs> uh well, he's got <laughs> uh, Pre pre pandemic, we would do. We do currently do shows at the Odeon, but uh, pre-pandemic when we do them, man, there were some shows we packed like six hundred people in there. Wow, that's plus, awesome. Plus, the ring is right in the middle of that floor. Yeah. So I mean, it's crazy. We have shows in Akron. We go. Uh, we do the Tadmore Shrine, and uh, we've had a couple shows that were like seven, eight hundred people in there. Yeah, dude. that's awesome. Nice. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 a legit promotion. Like I have friends now that are on TV wrestling for yeah AEW cool. and WWE.
0: Yeah, so it's kind of like a kind of like a farm system yeah kind of thing yeah yeah that's cool oh yeah yeah i've never really been into wrestling i was when i was a kid like i was yeah. big into like the the uh like like nwl shit back sure. in the day like that was my shit i never really got into like wwe um maybe a little bit when it was like stone cold and the rock yeah shit, that's about but, the same time yeah yeah but uh but yeah sting was always my favorite wrestler so i was uh Oh man. I'm a grey mysterio guy myself. <laughs> see, I was uh I was bigger on Surfer
2: Dude Sting than oh, the God. Crow Sting. Yeah. And uh but now everybody just has this lasting image of him being the crow sting and that's what he is now. He's on AEW, comes back again. Is yeah. that I'm like, man, how about just one more run, buddy? Like <laughs> bleach Blonde that hair, cut yeah. it short again, yeah. you know? Give me yeah. that <laughs> give me that early nineties, late eighties uh stinger look, you know? Yeah. like
0: yeah, I did like the like trench coat and the baseball bat and shit. Like, it was a fun time. Totally. Yeah. I mean,
2: an obvious ripoff from the crow, but oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but still yeah. good. I mean, it that's why he's time. got it all, all to the point that there's like a crow or something in his video packages that <laughs> yeah. <screeches him> first.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Well, the baseball bat's a little
0: more threatening than the surfboard in my book, so I guess i <laughs> give him that. Yeah, uh, I was. I did. Uh, I did watch the Royal Rumble this year. Uh, did you enjoy that? Over Jimmy's house. I did. Um, I I was. Uh, there was some rapper that was in it. It was like something bunny. Oh, Bad Bunny. Yeah, Bad Bunny. And I was like. He's a superstar. I was rooting rapper. for him. Yeah. I, was sounds like, familiar. I was like, if Bad Bunny wins, I'm going to start watching wrestling again. <laughs> <That's> he's, uh, <laughs> I think he's Puerto Rican. Um, so he has a lot
2: of uh, Spanish language rap songs, but also just is. Uh, popular rapper in general. Yeah, he's he's had an actual match in WWE. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Johnny crazy. Knoxville was in it. Didn't... Was wasn't cool. Jake Paul or Logan Paul one of the Pauls was in it, right?
2: I don't uh, know. He was just at WrestleMania. Oh, at WrestleMania. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. The Royal There's,
0: Rumble there Johnny
2: Knoxville was, was too. It was a hilarious match.
0: Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I've, I've heard that from like wrestling fans that they kind of think the WWE kind of sucks right now. So... That it, it's... It, it can at points. Like, it's not...
2: Here's the thing about wrestling. You have a lot of grown adult people who are like, why isn't wrestling like it was when I was a kid? I yeah. don't enjoy it right now. And it's like, well, that's your answer right there. Like You're not a kid. Wrestling is still technically for the kids or like teenagers. Yeah. Those are the people who are really into it. So, you know, if you're a 45-year-old man and you're like, they need to cater to me, it's no, they don't. Like, yeah.
0: Why? Well, didn't they? Didn't they? Though, like recently, like take it all the way down to like a PG rating. Or yeah, something? they were
2: doing a PG style thing, but I think they scaled back on that a little bit recently. Yeah. Um, so they just did a two night WrestleMania, and it was fantastic. Okay, I watched it, and I was like, "Man, this is when WWE wants to show the world like, no, we're still the big dog here in terms of pro wrestling." Yeah, they can do it. And it was phenomenal. Like, both nights were just, were really good. Yeah, I heard Stone Cold came back. Stone Cold came back. <laughs> and, uh, then they had the Monday Night Raw afterwards, which traditionally is always a huge deal. And it just kind of fell flat. Yeah. And I was like, man, how do you not capitalize, capitalize on, yeah. back on this? You know, like, you just, to me, I'm watching, I'm like, WWE is back. Yeah, Johnny Knoxville, and his match was perfect. It's, it's what it needed to be. It was like, Everybody in uh, Jackass was pretty much involved. A wee man comes out there, beats up a guy. It's <laughs> always takes, a good time. Yeah, that takes a huge boot to the face. <laughs> and the guy he's wrestling with, Sami Zayn, and Sami Zayn's running around the ring at some point. The camera work is fantastic. And so like, he's running, he's getting chased by somebody, and he turns to look back at them, and then when he turns around, the giant hand from the Jackass movie... <laughs> no. just comes and just drills him and you don't see it in the camera you know like while they're doing it so even as somebody viewing at home you don't know that this is about to happen so right. his hand just comes out of nowhere and just crushes him and it's hysterical like I was la- I laughed so hard out loud and yeah. I'm like man this this is perfect the the one Paul brother is was in a tag team match and uh, and that was good and so it's like just crazy because I'm not I'm not a fan of this but it was good man. Yeah, and It just was like, this is, nobody can compete with the quality of what those two nights were, I think. And then they just to follow it up, was just like, well,
0: all right. Yeah. Yeah. Back to the, all right.
2: Well, that happened, but uh, we're going to go back to how we were doing things now. It's like, what?
1: Why? I think what loses me with a lot of it is the lack of personas. You know what I mean? Like, you still have the characters, but not nearly as many as it used to be. It used to be everybody had, like, their thing. They had, like, an image. Now it's like... Yeah. John Reynolds. And you're like, oh, not John Reynolds.
2: But- so so the, the theory is that, at least in WWE, they don't want to go back to like the Stone Colds and the Rocks and the huge megastars because they want to be able to control everything and cultivate what they want to in terms yeah. of who these people are. It just um, makes it less interesting.
0: Yeah. It was corny, but it was entertaining at least. Go back to the days of the late '80s and the early '90s when the, all the characters were super racist. Oh <laughs> yeah, there you go.
1: <laughs> I would have
0: so, settled. I would have settled for
1: Degeneration
0: <laughs> X, but like, yeah, racism is fine <laughs> too, I guess. <laughs> like any any character back then that was like that had any ethnicity at all, it was just like full out stereotype for oh, the whole yeah. Oh, thing. Yeah. Like, yeah, not good. Uh, I mean, I mean, Scott Hall just died recently. He played. They Razor a a Remote, yeah. <laughs> he played a Cuban when he was in WWF. Yeah.
2: But the crazy thing is, Hispanic people still love him. To, like he is a, an icon yeah. in that community. They know that he's a white guy, do not care because there's like because he was so cool.
0: Yeah. Like yeah. yeah, I thought it was I did think it was weird though, whenever he was in the NWO shit and he, he kept the toothpick. From the, from the previous character. Still doing the toothpick like, thing. Man. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's just uh, a him thing. Just. He, it, yeah, I think it's a him <laughs>
2: thing. Because he, he had a toothpick. So I met him twice. Yeah. And um, the, the guy still has a toothpick to this. I mean, not, not <laughs> like maybe. He's probably buried with a toothpick. Yeah. Uh, but he was still doing the toothpick thing, man. <laughs> always, always had a toothpick. Like, just casually... Backstage, or you know, riding in somebody's car, or whatever, like always has the toothpick in the mouth, like never stops with that. So <laughs> yeah, I don't know man. if that's just a
0: him thing or yeah, or what. That is hilarious. Um, <laughs> we get back to, get, we got way far off track there, but uh, <laughs> um, so your show All Saints. How did you not All Saints? How did you come up with the concept for that? Like that, I, that's one of the funnest shows in Cleveland, I think. It's uh.
2: It's, it's just the nature of of what it is. You know, I thought there, there are so many stand-up shows and mics in every city. Cleveland is no exception, right? Yeah. And I thought, well, we could try to blend some sort of storytelling thing. And what I wanted to do there was, you know, let's keep the lineup light in terms of how many people are on it and try to give people an opportunity to stretch their legs a little bit because you don't always get to do like six, eight minutes. Of comedy, right, right,
0: yeah.
2: But... I also thought I think we came up with the name first of not all saints. And I also thought to myself how do I protect someone if they are newer and their set doesn't go well? Right. But maybe they could still get the audience. Yeah. Right? And it's less awkward to then go you know I've seen hosts throughout the years Go up and then make fun of the comics that just was up there and it didn't go well. And it's like, man, that's yeah. shitty, right? And uh, But it's going to happen. Not every person is going to hit with every single audience, no matter how far into comedy you are. Right, yeah. So I'm like, well, what can we do to you know make them come back around? And I thought, I don't know, maybe people we just tell stories of when we were awful people. Cause I already called the show, <laughs> not all saints. Yeah. And I was like, "Well, there's definitely times when people weren't, we haven't been saints. So let's, let's go with that. And, <laughs> and it's kind of become that and yeah, when it's we get, fun, when we get stories from the audience too. Sometimes when we come yeah. down, like that's always, that's <laughs> always great. And, and it's just, a great room too like that that's that used to be redstone right which was yeah like so when comedy was first there it was redstone years and years ago yeah and i performed there when it was redstone
0: yeah it's Other just i don't know it's just the acoustics and stuff of that room are awesome like, yeah it's not a huge space yeah uh it's perfect you know 20 people in there feels great dude i did a show like whenever uh i can't remember what it was but i did the first time i did that show there was like I don't know, maybe five people in the room. And yeah. it was still a fun time. Like, it was a great room with five people in it. Yeah. You know, like, uh, yeah. we had a really weird experience because uh, Mickey Genosi and Flynn Love uh, uh, were trying to get people off the street to come in. And uh, <laughs> they brought in this guy. Oh, yeah, this was
2: that guy. Yeah, yeah they, brought,
0: <laughs> they brought in this guy who uh, asked if he could, like, go up, and he, and Steve was like, yeah, sure, go. <laughs> it's and, like five
2: people. You're, yeah. you're one of them.
0: Go for it. Yeah. Yeah, I've had it. <laughs> and then he uh, he confessed to us. He, like, came out to us, kind of. Like, yeah. He, he started talking about how he was in Vegas and bought this dildo, and then, and then uh, like, he keeps it in his house, and he always thinks about using it. But he never used it or was something that, like that. Was that a set or was that a no, story? No, it was no, just a story. story yeah, so it mean, was the story. He was just using us as therapy. I, I, I was going to say that doesn't
1: make him like yeah. not a saint just because he wants to sexually pleasure himself in homoerotic ways. Well, that, that's I not don't exactly. even know if he
0: knew the theme of the show. <laughs> he
2: was just... It was like he was, you know, not sure if he. If I'm remembering how he was telling the story, it basically sounded like he wasn't sure if he's gay or not. Right, yeah. And he was like shaming himself like he didn't want to be. But he has this... Yeah. This dildo. He's like, well, I, you know... He's deaf. I don't know. I thought about wanting to put it in my ass, but, you know, I don't want to be... I don't want to be gay or something. Like that. It was yeah. like,
0: really weird. And it was like, and dave flint was there i remember dave flint being like it's okay man like saying shit like that yeah like, it's as long as you say no homo yeah.
1: before you do it oh dude you, like you it, was, there, it was it was just okay. it
0: was something else we we're all just kind of collectively looking at each other like well, we are not qualified to help you it through this. was yeah real. it was real like i laughed about it afterwards at lbt but in the moment it was like real heavy. It was, like, yeah. it, was. it was Was, it awkward or it was like he like needed to, to, to tell someone this. <laughs> <Yeah. And> he <then laughs> just decided to tell this random
2: room full of people. Well, it's that's what's like... great about now if we get people to <laughs> write this stuff down because early on I would try to ask the audience and nobody, you know, it's one thing the comics go up there and they tell their story of when they were a shitty person and there have been some great stories that, that come from that and a lot of weird, awkward stories too. But when you ask the audience... You know, audiences always want to be a part of the show, but only to a certain extent. And nobody wants to admit when they did something like that. They'll laugh, or even if they relate to one of the stories that the comic tells. But when we start having them write it down, then it takes on its own thing, and and people kind of are able to then, and then myself or whoever is a host, and we read them. And then it's really great, too. Like, you just get some good stories. and, And then, because you're reading it anonymously, you know? Yeah. So this whole room doesn't know the person sitting next to you might not even know that that's your story being read. Yeah. yeah. It, it just makes for a nice, weird, fun bonding experience. Just let everybody laying out, oh, here's this shitty thing I did. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, the uh, um, the one time uh, Flem Love was there, I think we talked about it on the podcast when we had him on, but his story was about him uh, filling up glass vials with poop and throwing them at people. And we're like, like everybody's like, what the fuck? This is real. Wow. from Yeah. From like wow. out from his house, like window. Yeah. What the? chuck of people
1: driving <laughs> or walking down the street. I can't imagine <laughs> having that bad of a day. I can't imagine just. It's
2: apparently, when he a think he did when he was younger, he got a lot of joy out of it. I think <laughs> if it happened to me, I would assume <laughs> like, I did something okay. shitty. Yeah. Like, I deserved this. He, he got in trouble because he threw one at the mailman or something. Yeah, it was is like and a it, federal crime. Like, yeah, that's, that's a, what we said. Yeah, and we're like that, dude. That's a
0: federal offense. You threw <laughs> that at a, a government worker. Yeah. Like, you'd have been better off throwing it at a cop, my friend. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that was like the. I was, I was like, I don't know how, but that story. Does not surprise me <laughs> I, mean, yeah. I don't know what <laughs> that's gonna haunt me now though. I'm gonna be real
1: paranoid walking down sidewalks now. <laughs> he can't be alone.
2: That's the environment there though. You get weirdo stories like that and it's
0: <laughs>
2: Yeah. It's fun. I mean, you got somebody Brett Thomas's story recently was that he drove he drove Ray Ray Highclack to he picked Ray Highclack up from somewhere where ray was with his girlfriend and brett at the time his girlfriend at the time i should say nobody has more. but uh, and brett took him to another girl's house so that ray could cheat on his then girlfriend <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: he was an accessory to um,
3: yeah. infidelity yeah
0: love yeah. it yeah <laughs> that's crazy <laughs> Yeah, it's fun. I remember Daniel Myers was that he stole an Apple timer from a teacher. <laughs> <Yeah>. We're like, <laughs> I almost wanted to boo him. I'm like, come on, Daniel. It sounds like. like you, got, go. you have some worse shit than that in there. I got to admit, it's not, it sounds like something you would sarcastically
1: say that he was going to go up there and tell the story of, and then he just yeah. did. You, <laughs> yeah,
2: I definitely get a lot of people who are like, well, I've never really done anything too mean. It's like, no, come on, like there's something You were a jerk to your sibling <laughs> at some point growing up, you know, like yeah. it doesn't have to be anything huge. And in fact, sometimes it's the small minuscule things that can be even funnier at times, depending yeah. on what the the scenario is in the backstory with it. And then especially like once you you learn the person as they've just done stand up, you know, then it becomes you hear in their voice that maybe this story has tormented them for a couple of years. Like, yeah. like I got yeah. to get this.
0: This feels good to get this off my chest. And you, you know? hope nobody tells a story where you're like, I don't think you can do comedy in Cleveland anymore. Man. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's, you know, like, it's, it's like, that's a crime that can't be forgiven. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> I did have someone who wanted to tell a story that
2: I was like, you know what? don't do that story, <laughs> yeah, yeah. because if there is a cop or somebody uh, and it was, I can mean, I say it. somebody, somebody shipped themselves weed yeah, and across different state lines. And I was like, don't tell this story in public or yeah. here because if you want to try to be able to do it again, Right, you're not gonna be. You know what I mean?
0: Like, They're gonna know so the yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, hey, let's check packages at this house. By the way, you know, <laughs> yeah. You know yeah. like, yeah, you can just address it to your dog, like uh, Chris, Chris Perez. Perez yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: Oddly enough, Chris Perez, uh, <laughs> good friends with the guy who used to do the wrestling
0: podcast. <laughs> right. Dish. Yeah. Uh, we'll uh, get some news stories here. Um, there's a. Uh, uh, there was a happening in Florida this week. <laughs> Imagine that. A <laughs> uh, happening. This is, uh, this is from Fox News. For some reason, this is from Fox News in Phoenix. I don't know it doesn't make sense. But, <laughs> yeah, this about a woman getting tased at a, at a Walmart. On camera, an armed and belligerent shopper is behind bars
2: tonight after Florida sheriff's deputies say that she was waving around a knife, unwilling to drop it inside of a Walmart store. So they tased her. And this was caught on the officer's body camera.
4: Drop the knife now. (laughs) According to deputies, 32-year-old Brandy
2: McGowan walked into that Walmart in Summerfield, Florida, last Wednesday afternoon. And store employees say she started threatening customers with a brick. And then she found a pocket knife that was for sale and opened it up. Employees say she kept threatening them and other customers with that knife. And when deputies showed up, they told her to drop it, as you heard. And when she refused, that's when she was tased. Deputies later learned that McGowan had just taken meth. She was taken to the <laughs> hospital before Sounds being right. taken to jail on aggravated assault charges.
0: I might have to. I might have to post the video version of this. Of this, you guys, I'll show you the video it, it later. It doesn't seem like it was a lot of time between drop the knife and then the taser <laughs> going off, right? Dude, and she she wasn't even looking at the cop, and when he tased her. She just went stiff as a board and just falls falls straight back into this clothing rack, and it just hits in the middle of her back. It looks so painful. A woman
1: getting tased at a Walmart is my favorite Garth Brooks song. <laughs> yeah. Dude, Florida, man.
2: I'm down t- t- <laughs> discovered that she had taken meth. Of course <laughs> yeah. she had.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, once you see somebody on meth wielding a Boy Scout knife, you're like, I don't really think I'm going to reason with this person. Yeah, right. and it is very apparent from her mugshot well
2: that she was First, she's meth. threatening them with a brick.
1: Like, <laughs> I think him saying drop the knife was just to cover his ass. He was like, I knew what this was the second I walked in here.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh, we have another story from this is from inside Edition I got a couple from them they're usually gold um, this is uh, this is about a family dog I don't know where it's from it's from inside Edition
5: a family got quite the surprise when their security camera alerted them that someone is at their door they were away on vacation so who was it it was their pooch that escaped doggy
2: daycare and ran all the way home is anybody home? <laughs> Can somebody let me in?
0: They're always corny as fuck though. Dexter
2: the dog is ringing the doorbell at his home in Kansas, but no one is answering. His owners, Jeremy and Sarah Henson are a thousand miles away in Las Vegas, (laughs) enjoying a week long vacation. They got the notification on their phone that somebody was at their front door. We were both like, oh my God, that's Dexter. So where did Dexter come from? Doggy daycare. He was supposed to stay there for five days, but he was so homesick, on day three, he escaped. From what I understand, there is a six-foot fence that he would have had to have gotten over. He jumped uh, a six-foot fence? Yeah, a six-foot <laughs> fence. Or climbed a six-foot fence, I'm assuming. To find his way home, Dexter had to make a right out of the kennel and up to busy 87th Street, where he made a left. Then, he made a right on Rose Hill and into the residential neighborhood. Amazing that he goes
0: left and right. <laughs> Dude, like, what? First of all, like, what were they doing to him at this doggy daycare? Right. And then, like, Like, and, and second, like, how did he get all the way to being on their ring doorbell camera before anyone notified them that their dog left? Like, You <laughs> like would I think if they would have been... known this dog's route home, they probably
1: <laughs> could have stopped him. Yeah. I mean, well, how
2: far? I wonder what the... It didn't look away? very far. And then I left. Yeah. So it's maybe it's like a quarter mile away. Yeah, like, that's probably. Not I mean, he could get there pretty quickly, I guess. just like... kind of impressive he found his way home. You know, he knew exactly where... Also, where to go? I like that their assumption is, like, yeah, I guess he climbed this fence. And we have get to hear, like, maybe he
0: dug a huge hole underneath <laughs> the fence. Right, yeah. And went under it and got out. Yeah. like, <laughs> Dude, my brother had, uh, had a Carn Terrier. And uh, those dogs are, like, known for, like, their nature is wanting to go on adventures, basically. So, like, if you let this dog out without a leash, he was gone. Like, there was no... There was no catching him. He would just run and run like like it was nobody's business. And uh this one time, I, I don't know if you guys know the geographics of Pittsburgh very well, but my brother was living in Mount Lebanon. And and he got out and he took off and they couldn't find him. And it was like, I mean, they looked for like six hours and couldn't find him. And uh, so they were like, he's gone. Like he's not coming back. And a week later, they get a call from Mount Washington, which is like real far from Mount Lebanon. Yeah, that's
2: <laughs> like that's like a thirty forty minute drive. To yeah, think,
0: isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he was in Mount Washington. Somebody <laughs> found him, and they called the number on his collar. It's like, how the fuck? Just <laughs> hanging like, out. Wow. Yeah. Just checking places. Yeah, <laughs> dude. It was it was fun. I used to go on some of those looks for him because. My brother whenever they moved back to Ohio, we all I got laid off and they got they both lost their jobs and they moved back to Ohio. I moved in with my parents. So it was like me, my parents, my brother and his wife and their two little girls and holy shit and two dogs on top of the dog that my parents already had. So it was a full fucking house. Yeah. And and he would me and my brother would always like smoke on the back porch at night or whatever and uh his dog got out a couple times. And we'd be driving around the neighborhood, and we'd see him like running across the street. And he'd be like, Run me out! And he would just like put it, like lay down on the ground and put his ears over his head. He's like, <laughs> like, oh shit, they caught me. Like, yeah. it, was, it was a cool dog, but man, you could not let that dog outside for shit. Dude. It seems like a really bad characteristic
1: as far as dogs go. <laughs> yes. yeah. I want yeah. the yeah. dog that's going to be hard to find. That's the one that <laughs> yeah. I want. So. Slightly yeah.
2: adorable story. Dog. <laughs> leaves daycare just because he wants to go home. To right? He's yeah. like, like he missed them.
1: Yeah. You know, pissed I'd be though teaching the dog how to use the doorbell. Just yeah. Oh my god, I don't need that. that's
0: annoying. <laughs> Do you know, pissed I would be that the daycare let him escape. Like what yeah. the expensive? You're one job, and we pay you a lot of money. Like yeah. Uh, we got one more. This is uh, this is about a eighty uh, year old lady hitting a kid.
4: <laughs> All right. This is also from Inside Edition. A 12-year-old kid is happily riding his bike on the sidewalk when he's confronted by a neighbor.
5: Get the hell off the sidewalk now.
4: Excuse me.
5: Get off the sidewalk. Please don't touch me. Why'd you just hit me? Let me to hit you again? What the <laughs> f*** is wrong with you?
3: He's furious he's
4: riding on the sidewalk and heads to the young man's front door to speak to his mom, Whitney Gregory. You hit my child? Oh. Yes, she did. Listen to what the elderly lady says
5: tried to run us down on the sidewalk. I did not. And and lied to us.
4: But video from his GoPro camera tells a different story. He stopped his bike well before reaching her. It's a
5: great thing that there's a camera strapped to his chest. Good. Come on, boy. Just get it on. Let me see it. Get away from me. Come on. Get away from me.
4: The crazy encounter unfolded (laughs) in this upscale gated community of Santa Ana, California, where the average home cost $1.5 million. You had specifically told Jeffrey, please ride on the sidewalk. Tell me why.
5: Yes, um, as
0: you can see, he still has um, a scab from almost getting hit by a car. He had to stop really fast and flew off of his bike and um, got pretty scraped up. So I was a little bit paranoid and I said, Jeffrey, please just stay on the sidewalk. I don't want you out in the street.
4: You have a camera on. Why, Why in the world would you have a camera? Because
1: I had just got it that day, and I was trying to record a cool video of us running
4: around together. It's not the first run-in the family and others in the neighborhood have had with the woman, who's a member of the local homeowners association. After looking at the video, the mom called police, and they charged the 80-year-old neighbor with assault. I was a little disappointed
0: that they didn't take her to jail. I kind of thought that, you know, hitting a minor is something that you should probably get arrested for.
4: Her name is Susan Garcia, and on social media today, she's being dubbed Sidewalk Karen. She didn't answer when I came to her door. Riding on the sidewalk is illegal in many places.
1: You're not really supposed to ride your bicycle on the sidewalk, but unless you're in willful disregard of somebody's safety, it's not a violation of the law. The video shows
0: he wasn't at fault. She was the aggressor.
5: Why'd you just hit me?
0: Dude, this lady's clearly hammered too in the video.
1: What like, the hell? And this could i mean, this probably wasn't late at night or anything. I imagine. No. This it, was was, it looked like
0: him. it was like it looked like the sun was down. It looked like it was probably like seven, eight o'clock. Oh, okay. And, yeah. Okay. Not that that's more reasonable, but right. <laughs> and the kid is going to be a douchebag. Like you can just see it, and like he's a twelve-year-old that looks like. Like, well, like, he's he looks like he's going to be on Laguna Beach or something. like he's, Oh, God. Yeah. Two polos, both college pops. Is that what <laughs> right, so right. you're talking about? <laughs> right, it's, like, yeah.
1: it's
2: a gated community. They're saying, like, what, 1.2 million or something for yeah. a house is the average? Like, yeah, of course, but... And, dude, I'm telling you... Crazy. You can't just
1: hit a kid.
0: People, to hit him again and then lie about it afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> these people in Santa Ana, California, Uh-oh. are getting ripped off because those houses look like... The houses in Cog Falls. <laughs> and, they're, and They're one point five million dollars
2: for these houses. I mean, mom's right to have them ride on the side. I don't know, we're all kids. You learn how to ride your bike on the sidewalk. When you're I a was kid, known. you don't ride it in the street because yeah. you're a kid. Nobody wants
1: you to get drilled by a car. I always assumed you were just allowed to ride the bike on the sidewalk. I, yeah. In fact, I've I've seen a lot of bicyclists on the road and it pisses me off sometimes. So I'm right, right. that's I'm like I there's a together.
0: sidewalk right there, man. Yeah. This is yeah. Kind of ridiculous. So maybe I'm wrong. And his mom looked like a thirty a thirty year old housewife in Santa Ana, California, and was pretty hot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <She> was, yeah.
1: <laughs> well, um, the old lady didn't talk to Dad, so maybe he's not in the picture. I mean, we yeah. can try to work this out. <laughs> yeah,
2: right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> if you're listening, you'd no, like, <laughs> you'd, you'd let her smack you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, no, like who, like who says that? She's like, you hit my kid. And she's like, yeah, he did. And then whenever she whenever she said, well, good thing he has a camera on, the lady flipped the fuck out. Yeah, because like, she knew like she, she started was charging. To... Yeah. So She's
2: like, come on, boy, let's go. Get <laughs> it up. Like, what? She's
0: what like chasing heck? him down like she's going to hit him again in front of his mom. Like, <laughs> <and> just... <laughs> I can't believe Shit. she
1: assaulted a minor and then went to go tell the minor's parents. Like, that's, that's kind of funny. Also, yeah.
2: Social media people are we're getting really lazy, right? Her yeah. name the woman's name was Susan. Yeah. And they're like, She's dubbed Sidewalk Karen. The alliteration is right there. Why were you why is <laughs> right. Right? Sidewalk yeah. Susan? You did yeah. more work
0: is, to make this worse. I don't understand. Yeah. yeah. Uh, man, well, we'll get to we'll get to Steve's comic. Uh, you picked Rodney Dangerfield. What is it about Rodney that that you love or like what made him one of your guys when you're watching comedy? It just I loved Rodney Dangerfield when I was young, like, yeah, uh,
2: just made me laugh, man. Like I grew up, remember that movie, Ladybugs? Yes. You know, <laughs> so he's in movie. Ladybugs. He's in a <laughs> movie with Joe Pesci called easy money.
4: Yeah. Um,
2: if you want to watch a good Rodney Dangerfield movie, uh, this is a movie called, uh, meet Wally Sparks. Uh, it's one of like the last things he does. And okay. he's basically like a Jerry Springer style character and it's huh. fantastic. Um, Man, he just always made me laugh. And then as I would get older and everything, I'd laugh at the jokes, and and it, w- it was just so clever. And they were like clever, cheesy jokes that my grandfather used to tell me. But my grandfather was a Lutheran minister, so like Rodney's were just dirtier. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? But, but like that, the the smartness was there, and and it's just like so simple, and you could. If you really thought about it, you're like, oh, I can see where this punchline was going. But it doesn't matter because it's funny anyway yeah. in terms of how he delivered it. And I always kind of, you know, as as I got into comedy then, I always think back to that. I'm like, Man, that's what's so great about Rodney. Like, it doesn't matter if you know where the joke is going because he's got you and you're going to laugh your ass off anyway. And, like, that's, that's yeah. success as a comic. Like if I could start telling you a joke right now, and you're like, yeah, all right, I know this punchline, but you still want to hear it, and, yeah. and I'm still gonna make you laugh, dude. Come on, like, <laughs> how does how do you get any better than being a comic at that? And like, I love these Johnny Carson interviews with Tony, like him just sitting there, and like Johnny will ask him a question, and then Rodney will go off for ten minutes off of one question,
3: mm-hmm. yeah. And it just
2: you know the, you know I, my wife and I agree to quit smoking after, except for after we have sex, and it's like. Oh, I haven't had a cigarette in three years. My, wife, my wife's up to two packs a day. You
0: know? Yeah, just, I mean, and and honestly, one of the most, the most underrated character in one of the best comedies of all time is Caddyshack. He was yeah, he was like the best character in Caddyshack, and and it wasn't that long, but it was, he was he was the
1: best. He's always impressed me. He's like a laughs per minute kind of guy. Like yeah. if you just break it down to how many laughs he gets and just couple of minutes or so it's it's insane and it's it's
2: timeless stuff too yeah you know so like like the the wife thing whatever doesn't matter that he told that joke in the 70s or 80s when he was on Carson and people laugh about it you can laugh about it now it's still relatable in 2022 and like that's a goal we see so many comedic specials and you know if you're someone who watches one of these specials 15 years from now and they're talking about twenty years from now. Maybe you're talking about something very specific. I mean, you you're really gonna have to think about like, oh yeah, all right, I remember yeah. that time. Like, he just it just holds up.
0: Yeah. Everything that he does. Well, we, we uh, I'm everybody's seen Rodney stand up, so I skipped ahead to the interview part. We'll listen, listen to some of this. This is on uh, Johnny Carson in nineteen seventy nine. <laughs>
5: You know, one, yeah, one of these somebody. days you're
0: gonna get respect and your livelihood is over, you know. That oh, Christmas yeah.
5: Yes, that's really nice. It's a great crowd here. It's really nice. How you been, John? I'm okay? fine, Ronnie. good to see you again. Good, nice good. seeing you. Always have a good time out here. It's really? Nice to see you. Hey, How are you? Good. Well, what's new in your life? What's new in my life? Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know, nothing new, sir. Just trying to keep busy, that's yeah. all. Working around, you know, trying to keep busy. Uh, <clears throat> pardon me. Sure, it's all right. Not nothing, emphysema. Your help is <laughs> <laughs> Now, I will uh, be back in New York, you know, tomorrow night. Club? I'll be at yeah. the club, yeah, I'll be there Thursday, Friday, and Saturday at the club, working there again in Daisy Fields, and I'll be, uh, I'm going up to New England Way, New you England know, way. next Tuesday, yes, New England Way. I'll be in Cohasset. Cohasset. Everything ever hear that one? Yeah, that's right. he says Right so outside he's... of Boston there. Pardon me. Mm. And, uh, I'll be there August. <laughs> <laughs> it could have been worse. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'll be up there August 7th through 11th at the South Shore Music Circus. very Shore fascinating. You're circuit. going to be up that way too, aren't you? I'm going to play Framingham, actually. Yeah, and uh, Chateau de Ville. Chateau de that's that's nice. that's you, you like it up there. Nice people up there, Johnny. Uh-huh. In fact, I have a friend of mine getting touched up there. He's a good guy. Uh-huh. A good guy to know. He runs an all night crap game. He's really oh. a... Hello? Hello? <laughs> <laughs> You gotta break them in, you, you know. You can that. you gotta take him on the road, dry them out.
4: Can't yeah, bring no. him on the big time. Know, right, you know, right. Sure. Now I'm
5: gonna be in a place I've never been before in my life Minnesota. 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 <laughs> that's Bloomington. Land, Bloomington, Minnesota. Land of, the, of a thousand lakes. Lo- that's right. i mean, be lot, a lot of lakes over there. They, uh, uh, <laughs> a thousand. A thousand oh, lakes, I'll be I mean, there.
0: Fucking ad. <laughs> 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 uh, but yeah, I mean, he's his, his comedy is legendary. Like, just his stand up is just like yeah like the i mean uh, my favorite comics right now like like current comics Welcome that are running the road water. holy you shit to- god damn it um <laughs> like my current favorite comics that are like working excellent the road and shit. yeah excellent recovery. um like mark norman and sam Morell, they're like really influenced by and joe yeah. list like those guys are really influenced by rodney like just the quick jokes that just like but he he uh he would sometimes a lot of the times he would string them all together, yeah, like and it, they're just fucking great, I mean, the no respect album's great, but there's other ones, uh, have you ever heard the one uh where I forget what it's called, but Rodney Dangerfield put out a rap album, what, yes, it's called Rappin' Rodney, I think is <laughs> and it is, yeah. It's just it's just Rodney Dangerfield basically telling jokes over a rap beat, like it's super weird, <laughs> but it's fucking hilarious. Everything he did did was hilarious. Oh, yeah, that Fox like, movie was one of my favorites when I was a kid. But
2: um, Jonathan Brandis, RIP him too, man.
0: Yeah, yeah, that uh, I don't know. I I watched like the old like the old ass. You can get a lot of his like full specials on YouTube. and yeah. whatnot. I have a couple of his records. It just, I love listening to him, and he's just like his delivery of everything. You know,
2: like he hasn't even done jokes yet. He's sitting there with Johnny, like in that
0: clip, yeah.
2: And you're just like you're either waiting for it or you're just laughing at his overall demeanor, yeah. And and he sells it. And, you know, we talk, we talk about a a character, right? And the right. whole pulling you're you pulling your tie and everything. but not getting respect and like,
0: yeah, yeah. He was like the last of the old school yeah. comics, yeah. That, like. Until, until, like, I mean, people kind of, like, stopped even wearing suits and stuff after, like, after a certain point. Like, but he had the old school, like, booming voice and mm-hmm. and delivery and everything. Like, I, I love the old guys, but uh, Rodney was, like, the best out of all of them that, I mean, cause, probably because he started, he really started when he was older. He did, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that's why he was probably more current than the, you know, people that were, because when you're a comic, when you're a big comic for like 20 years, it gets to a point where you're just not relatable anymore because you're not around regular people anymore, you know? So, I mean, maybe he didn't have that because he wasn't a comic until later on in his life, but. Could be, but it just,
2: it's so weird to think because he was so funny, like, if you were someone who just knew him for 45 years was he that guy you know what <laughs> right. i mean was he yeah. always was he always on did he always like talk that? like that yeah, yeah yeah and and you're just wondering you know as i sit here wondering now like man well why did it take that long is it just his choice yeah and he just decided ah, i don't know, that's not something i want to do but he's like a car salesman
0: <laughs> and that's how he talks to you know? <laughs> yeah yeah because everything he does is very i think he was a, i think he was a teacher before he was a comic i'm pretty sure he was like a teacher or something. i tell you, i tell no. you, E equals MC squared. <laughs> I mean, I yeah, just can't. Right? You can see, yeah, yeah
2: you're kids these days. You don't know how to stay sitting in your seats. <laughs> you guys
0: don't know the Pythagorean theorem. <laughs> dude, Sam Morrell on uh, We Might Be Drunk, like, goes into Rodney all the time. He does the best Rodney Dangerfield impression. <laughs> it's so good. I mean, he, he can do it perfectly. Um, there was somebody, else, somebody local that, that was really good at doing it. I can't remember. But it's it's some, I can't do his voice at all. Just, I think about no, it. I'm terrible at it. Yeah, him as a teacher is just
2: got my mind going crazy now. <laughs> and thinking, oh yeah. yeah. Oh hey, it's almost time for recess. <laughs> <laughs> you you want to go to yeah, recess? Yeah. You got to finish your work here. <laughs> uh, finish your paper, and you can finish reading the next chapter, and then you go to recess. I tell you, I get no <laughs> good students. Yeah. You, want, you want to play in the yard, don't you? You want to play kickball with all your friends, don't you? You, you, you got to finish reading that chapter.
1: <laughs> Better yet, yeah, he catches one of the kids like smoking cigarettes or something. He's trying to give him a lecture about how not to smoke and how smoking's bad
2: for him. Oh, this so, like, so this <laughs> this movie Easy Money that he's in with uh, with Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci plays his best friend, and, and uh, his daughter Rodney's daughter is getting married and stuff. But Rodney's a photographer, and he has to like take pictures at like kids' birthdays and stuff like that. And he's got this bunny puppet and calls him Bobby Bunny, you look, Bobby, bunny, look, at Bobby bunny, look at Bobby Bunny, look at Bobby Bunny, right? <laughs> and then uh, like a bunch of joints fall out. <laughs> <laughs> and this kid goes what's that and he's like oh bobby bunny lost a few carrots And this girl this little girl is like sweetheart how old are you it's like i'm this and she flashes like seven fingers and then he just goes well call me when you're this okay yeah. and he flashes his hand like three oh times so, like, she's 30 you know? oh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> what a stupid awful lie but it's like the movie's just full of dumb shit like that. and <laughs> Like they live in Jersey or something and they're having the wedding reception at his house. And, uh, they're showing the camera is like in the backyard with everybody. And so it's like, Oh, it looks really crowded. And then they do this aerial view and it's just like a postage stamp size yard. <laughs> yeah, And it's like 300 people packed into like a yard. That's maybe
0: a hundred feet by a hundred feet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's so funny. Dude, uh, fucking back to school. One of my favorite comedy movies. Yeah, classic good. man. So good, so good. Uh Steve, what do you have to promote coming up? Uh, the Rubber City Comedy Festival. <laughs> uh, you know, that's where I am these days. Is is,
2: uh, uh, got to do some work. I got to catch up on work and uh, getting everybody else's stuff out there. Uh, we've got our YouTube series that we did. Uh, I had to get finished editing. We've got uh, I love the CLE. It's like a talking heads kind of thing. It's fun. That's Every cool. episode is specific and has a theme. I think we have like five episodes out right now. We still have uh, five or six more to put out on the Cleveland Comedy Network YouTube channel. And then I have to also edit our other show, uh, which is called a Toast to Cleveland. It's basically Cleveland drunk history. Uh, oh, yeah, people cool. come out and get hammered and talk about their favorite Cleveland experience or something specific. Bill Stone, there's a Bill Stone episode out. He talks about Garrett Morgan. He's the inventor of the gas mask. <laughs> and when we were filming it, because I'm not the host I'm just filming in and not doing the editing I was in the fetal position on the ground crying, laughing <laughs> because it was so ridiculous he brought a gas mask with him and he tried to put it on and missed his face like 10 times going up and down up and down and it's just like, like i watch it now i just lose my mind <laughs> and the, the host holly she's like do you want some help that like, no nope, I got god it's like oh okay you do and then he misses his face again i don't know, you don't have it just so stupid and that makes that a lot of fun um, so it's like more of me pushing that stuff i have no idea what my comedy schedule looks like except for not all saints every wednesday at all saints uh Public house. Oh, we'll be somewhere in Kent in May. I should have thought of the name of the place. <laughs> I think uh, is it the Pig Place? Uh, um, pit Pit something or
0: yeah, think I place? think that's it. It's uh, a it's, uh, uh, pit stop. Pit yeah, stop. Yes, it has a pig on the <laughs> yes <laughs> as a pit stop, logo. May fourteenth. Okay, yeah, that's that's new. Bill Stone. Yeah, show that yeah. He's doing. Okay. Yeah, yeah, he said something about that to me. It seems cool. They're doing one, like, I think, was it, this week? Yeah, I think it he's like, got, yeah,
2: he's got, like, a showcase thing this week with, like, four or five people or something like that on there. Yeah. And then um, I'll be headlining that as a show on May 14th.
0: Cool. I think I'm featuring on the one in June. There you go. I think. That's cool. Yeah, um, so people people can check out the uh, Cleveland Comedy Network on YouTube. Yeah. That's
2: yeah, do cool. that, and then I'll be. I don't know. I'm trying to get myself gigs, but also <laughs> it's a lot going on. Get you know, yeah. everybody else's stuff, um, you know. If you yeah, like, yeah,
0: you, you produce
2: 10 cent beer life, right? Oh, uh, that's. I mean, I like Kyle and Brian. Yeah, they handle that. So um, you just put it out. They they do they do all of it. Really, now. I just used oh, to okay. do because I run so. Oversee Cleveland Comedy Festival. I also do, but I run all of our social media. Okay. Um. So it's it keeps me busy. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. Uh, between that and then trying to organize and run everything, I gotta edit all these videos and all of you wonderful people who participated in the comedy festival. I saw videos. I have to get to all of you. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> and and uh, you know, it's uh, yeah. Yeah, same thing happened with that with me with the that happened with the River City Festival. Got on a couple shows and I had no idea that I was being recorded, but (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I found out about later, which is cool. I'd rather have it like that sometimes
2: What I think I'm just gonna end up doing is just going through everybody's and just getting one camera shot and just sending it to people Yeah, but when I was first starting to edit it, I was trying to be really nice uh, Nicer than what comics are to each other because people just keep walking in front of these cameras Yeah, and I was like well, let me edit it. So then it's this shot and I Christ, man. I'm gonna be here all yeah, year editing like these yeah. five minute sets for people. So I'm like, let me just get one shot and you know yeah. just pull little bits that you want, you know. Right. So you have. But uh yeah, all that. If people like pro wrestling, check out AIW uh, yeah. and AI Wrestling. We got shows coming up there in May. Uh and even this month, April twenty second. Well, it's
0: largely packed at the Odeon. Yeah. Um, that'll be cool. Cool. Um Brandon, we have this will come out next
1: Wednesday. So um, the Rubber City Comedy Festival—that's that's what I want to promote. <laughs> I, yeah. Otherwise, I don't really have much going on aside from Grindstone every
2: Friday. Okay. I have. I should say tickets are still on sale. I'm sure that this has been covered the last couple of weeks, but they are on sale for the Rubber City Comedy Festival. Just go. Yeah. To uh, RubberCityComedyFestival.com or FunnyStop.com.
1: Make sure to buy the VIP pass. You go to the shows. Yeah, that's
2: a great deal. Sixty bucks. Yeah, that's the thing that we started doing with the Cleveland thing, and we're like, all right, let's try to figure out a way to do it with Rubber City as well.
0: Yeah,
2: it's a great. Yeah, it's a great deal if you want to go watch people tell you. The fun thing with the festivals is that every show is kind of different. Right. You know, even if you see a repeat comic, whatever, but. Sixty bucks.
0: Yeah, I mean you're the the head the Friday. And, I don't know about the weekday shows, but the Friday and Saturday headliner shows are twenty bucks a piece. Anyways, so yeah, like yeah, <laughs> and plus you then you're getting all the pharmacy showcases, the battle, the the uh, roast battle, and all that shit. So yeah. yeah, I'm on the roast battle. That's gonna be fun. I'm on the crowd work show. Me and uh, me and Joe Briggs were the only local comics that signed up for the crowd work show. So um, uh-huh. yeah. May, May
2: 4th to 7th, by the way.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. May 4th and 7th. Crowd work shows on May 5th. That'll be fun. I'm hoping that crowd work show, um, I'm hoping they get a good crowd for that crowd work show and that they like it and start coming back on Thursdays for the crowd work show because that show is fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like every once in a while you'll have a Thursday where there's nobody in there and it is hard to do crowd work.
2: I and, love doing crowd work. I will say this about the
0: multitude of
2: of crowd work shows popping up within Northeast Ohio. Yeah. I'm noticing that comics now when they even just go to regular mics are just up there doing crowd work and it feels a little bit like people aren't writing as much anymore.
0: Yeah. Well, Um, there's other, there's another reason for that too. And that's because I haven't given into it yet, but that's because that, a lot of comics now are trying to get clips for TikTok and Instagram and, Mm. and everybody posts crowd work bits because they don't want to put their material material. out there. I think, who gives a fuck if you burn your material you're not famous. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, like, and, and if you have a really good joke, like, people are going to show their friends and their, you know, like, people are going to want to see you do the rest of your stuff. Like, I've got news for people. I've watched mitch Hedberg's comedy central presents probably 200 times and i still laugh yep. every time when like you have this. a favorite comedy album or special it's just like music right yeah, yeah you don't
2: you don't go to a concert and want them to just riff for an hour right you know like no man give me the hits
3: <laughs> yeah, <right>?
2: yeah
0: yeah <laughs> i'm here to see this <laughs> right i don't care yeah uh, I have I have uh, Joey's Italian Grill coming up Saturday, but it's sold out, I believe. Oh, well, good for um, you. And then, uh, yeah, May 6th, I won't be there, but go to Stadium Grill. It's a great lineup. I have uh, John Armstrong, Stan Timmons, Joe Graham, Jim Killius, um, Who am I forgetting?
3: <laughs> you said John Armstrong, right? You forgot he, the last he, one. Yeah,
0: uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Bob McClure. There we yep. go. Bob McClure's a killer if you haven't seen him. He is he is fucking great. He was the first to headline rhinestone. Yeah, he's a he's a great comic. Um I think that's about it. You can follow me at John Brown Comedy. Brandon Petrie, pretty much anywhere. Cool. Steve, you want people to follow you on socials? No.
2: Yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> don't. Twitter, the Steve Guy, Instagram, the Guy Steve.
0: Brown Petri Dish is created by John Brown and Brandon Petri. Logo design by Brian Gallagher. Music by Jared Bailey. Audio version of the podcast is produced and edited by John Brown. Video YouTube version produced and edited by Harrison Poole.